The Natural Way with Sandy. Dr. Sandy Rogers bringing you Folk Medicine Revival. The Natural Way. The past guides us to well-being. Hello folks and welcome to this week's podcast entitled Taking the Confusion Out of Honey. Manuka versus raw versus processed. What is the difference? Well, it's interesting when you start researching this subject because many people are totally confused about manuka honey versus raw versus processed. Why is this so? Well, I believe it's because of the marketing that is around manuka honey. It really has taken the world by storm and rightfully so because manuka honey is a very, very strong, very powerful healing agent. There is no question about that. However, does that mean that that is the only honey to have? Well, no, it isn't. I have heard people say manuka is the only honey to have, don't touch anything else. I know you need to spend more money, but, well, no, there is no but, because manuka honey has a certain focus, but raw honey is also fantastic. However, I would never recommend having processed honey, because processed honey has had a lot of heat applied to it, and I'll explain why that is not a good thing shortly. But let's first start off with a little bit of a herbal medicine study program called Botanical Names. The botanical name of Manuka, and Manuka is a Hindu name actually, just for anyone who goes out there to trivia or anything like that. Um, It's a Hindi name, Manuka. It's a New Zealand tea tree, but the botanical name is Leptospermum. Scoparium. So that's Leptospermum scoparium. L E P T O S P E R M U M and S C O P A R I U M. So we've got the botanical name out of the way and we've got that right. It's not true that it's only grown in New Zealand. Australia does have the Leptospermum plant. But primarily, it uh, has a, a huge forest in, uh, in New Zealand. So what is it about Manuka honey that makes it so extraordinary? Well, first of all, let me just introduce something that I think is very, very interesting, is that bees are the only insect that produces food for the human race. As they go out, they collect the nectar from plants, and then they come back, And they do go through all the regurgitation processes and they produce magical medicine and food for the human consumer. And I think that's extraordinary. A lot of people don't realise that. So what is it? Let's go back to that. What is it about Manuka honey? Well, it is a very powerful antimicrobial, antibacterial, we'll talk about these things in a moment, a vulnerary, which means it's a wound healer, certainly has some antibiotic properties, and also an anti-inflammatory. And this is really, really important. This high level of healing and the therapeutic activity that this honey has is primarily due to the leptospermum 
that is in the content of the honey. So this plant provides all of this therapeutic activities. This is why people uh, rave about the healing benefit of uh, as a wound healer, as an antibacterial, an antiviral, an antimicrobial, where it really works beautifully as well as taking inflammation away from the body. But if we, as I say as myself as a herbalist, if I look up this plant as a botanical medicine plant, as a herbalist, this plant says exactly the same thing. So it's the plant that drives the therapeutic index that is associated with the power of the honey. So it is the blend of the bee going to the nectar, to the manuka, and then the production within the hive, the regurgitation, the blending together of the tea tree or the manuka and balancing it out into the honey. But let's then move over to, well, will other honeys do the same? Would a raw honey do the same? Well, no, not necessarily, because it doesn't have, the raw honey won't have, unless the bees went around the bushes that are associated with the manuka plant, no, it won't. But what about if the bees go around lavender or rosemary? So the idea is, is to look at the honey as to what it contains. Where did the bee get the honey? Where did the bee get the nectar from? So if the nectar came from lavender or rosemary, therefore that will manifest itself into that honey. So that's why you'll see lavender honey, rosemary honey. You'll see all of these different sorts of honeys where the bees have gone to get the nectar from the plant, then you will have the therapeutics of that plant. So most of us know that relaxation, calming, a mild sedation comes off lavender. So if you had lavender honey, and that's lavender raw honey, would you get those relaxing benefits? Yes, you would. Now, let's have another little look at the raw honey. What does it house? Well, minerals are the platform to well-being recovery and raw honey has many minerals, around about 31, I think, off the top of my head. It also has a broad range of vitamins and enzymes. But additionally, the power of the antioxidant benefits for general health and well-being are found in raw honey. Has processed honey got the same? Answer, no, due to the heat. So... A good raw honey for general health and well-being, a general cleansing and repairing of the body as a health tonic to treat mild conditions works beautifully. But if you want to be dealing with something that is a powerful formula for a powerful treatment, high-level healing of things like viruses and wounds and inflammation and, and, and basically looking at microbial dysfunctions, then you would go to the manuka. But which one do you need? I can hear you saying that. With the manuka honey, you notice that you've got all these funny numbers that you find on the bottles. Well, those funny numbers are actually telling you the strength or the grade that is associated with 
the product. The number that you will see, you'll see a ULF, that's a rating. And what that rating is, is its antibacterial strength or its therapeutic level or therapeutic activity. It'll say 10 plus active or 100 plus active. So therefore, if you're looking to treat, say, ulcers on the leg, then you're going to go for the absolute highest number. And you may be paying quite a lot of money for that product. But believe me, it is a very powerful medicine when dealing with these high levels. So therefore, understanding what those ratings mean when you look at the labels is really helpful. If you have a mild sore throat, as an example, a little bit raspy, nothing too much really, zero being nothing and 10 being out of control, and you're about a two to four, use simply raw honey and just take it by the teaspoon and just allow it and swallow it down. Maybe put one teaspoon of honey to one teaspoon of apple cider vinegar and do those of raw honey. But what if you've got a raging sore throat? It's absolutely rasping. It's totally inflamed. It's angry looking. Well, then you would be looking at a UHF level associated with the honey and you would, uh, sorry, the UHF, the ULF that you would be wanting to look at. You might look at 100 or 150 or 200 because you know that this is a high level therapeutic activity that is associated with the actual product itself. So when we find that we are looking and saying, someone says to you, well, how do you know that the content of the honey is actually therapeutic and it's say it's an antimicrobial? Well, what we look at is, is that antimicrobial, the antibacterial, the working against the viruses, etc., we see that there's a hydrogen peroxide. And that content is actually telling us that we know that we've got the therapeutic application. The other thing is, is that when we're looking at the quality of the manuka and when we are saying we want something like a very high-leveled antimicrobial, well, then we know that if we are actually dealing with the high-plus level, as we said, on our label associated with the manuka honey and that we are looking at a ULF of, say, 100 plus or above, then, and it's got the word active, so make sure that you've got the, the, the number plus with, an, with active written there. We know that that's the activation process. Then we know that we're going into high levels of therapeutic applications. Now, not only can we look at areas such as the throat, what if you've got lots of inflammation, around the body or say inflamed throat or we have bronchitis or we've got some colitis we've got inflammatory markers inside our body then taking in the manuka honey and just ask yourself how extreme is my condition on a scale of zero being none and 10 being out of control if you're virtually five or above you really would be looking at the 100 pluses when you're looking at something like the Manuka honey. But if you're below that, say from a zero to two or three, and you've got mild states, well then using raw honey can be therapeutic. 
But again, start looking and thinking about what is in the label, what's on that label, and then start linking it to your needs. Just remembering, though, that honey is an extremely therapeutic product in its raw state. And that raw state is a starting point for what you are able to be dealing with. Now, it is true that from a natural medicine perspective, and as you know, I really love folk medicine, a lot of people will go out there and they'll start dealing with, say, viruses, with, let's look at something like um, liquid olive. So we get olive leaf and we go to the chemist or the health food shop and we get a bottle of liquid olive leaf and we read all the information on it and find that this is great for the immune system and all your antivirus, you know, your viruses, etc. Well, a way to make this product more potent is to add honey to it. So olive leaf commercially purchased from, say, the pharmacy or the health food shop and having one part honey to, and this is raw honey, one part raw honey to 10 parts of, say, olive leaf extract is a wonderful blend, the one in 10 ratio, we call it, in herbal medicine. So the one part of honey to 10 parts of, say, olive leaf. Now, this is a nice blend and they shake it up in the bottle and then you would be taking that in whatever dose ranges they're recommending. Now this synergistic blending of raw honey with the high level of minerals, the vitamins, the enzymes, but the beautiful antioxidant benefit of that raw honey is just wonderful across the board. What about if you have insomnia? It's common knowledge in folk medicine land as well as in the traditional natural medicine land. And I use the word traditional because we've got really quite, um, really almost like reductionist. Um, some naturopaths actually look like doctors in this day and age. Uh, the only thing that's missing is a white coat and stethoscope. And I actually did see a naturopath a few weeks ago with a white coat and a stethoscope on in clinic. I mean, go figure. Anyway... We won't go into that. That's a subject that can we can take on at another time. But what happens is, is that we want to be looking at what are the therapeutic benefits. And when we look at natural medicine in the traditional term, then you would get your raw honey because we know that raw honey, with its minerals particularly, is very soothing and settling to assist insomnia. But what about if we also made up some lavender tea, lavender flower head tea, and we mixed honey in with our lavender tea. What a beautiful combination is that? We've got our minerals. We've got our raw honey there. We've got our lavender tea. And we put the honey into the tea, allow it to infuse, and then we drink it. This is a lovely combination to be assisting and supporting the body during states of insomnia. But what about other plants for the insomnia or the calming, the soothing and the settling of the digestive system. We could still use something like lavender, but we could also get some lemon balm tea from the health food shop. Lemon balm is a beautifully soothing and settling digestive process that we can go through using that herb. What about chamomile flower heads? I could keep going on here forever, but we're restricted to trying to keep this within the audience so we don't bore you um, or that we go on for too long because we want you to come back each week. But can you see what I'm saying? If we use raw honey, which is beautifully therapeutic, 
when we when we're using it just by itself but how we can add things in there the um the working there with something along the lot of olive leaf for the immune system something like chamomile to be able to be soothing and settling beautiful digestive aid as well um something like lavender really nice for the insomniacs we can have different herbal drinks that we think about and many people are now into herbal teas but if we add honey for the healing benefit that it brings now conversely if you've got big time conditions and I'm talking big time conditions well now you'll start going up and moving over into your manuka honey so now start going up into the therapeutics that become specific and those specifics are literally aligned to the leptospermum that it's aligned with the honey honey is honey but because the bees went around the leptospermum and they the plant and they they're there they're gathering the nectar from there then what those healing properties are in the plant is now found within the honey itself from the bees now one area that i have found that really is extraordinary when dealing with the manuka is for external wound healing um dry skin as well so where some people particularly elderly they start getting quite dry skin so what i like to do is to mix within a an um a non-caustic liquid soap adding one part of the soap to a teaspoon one part say one teaspoon of liquid soap to one teaspoon of manuka honey um because it it is and that's on a low grade something like about a 10 plus mixing that together and then massaging it into the hands and then just putting some gloves on you might have heard me with that mic this mic's very sensitive we want to get a lot of clarity and you might have heard me rub my hands I'll just do it again and see if you can all pick it up you can let me know if you pick that up when you listen to this um is that that is a beautiful softening agent so notice the way that we're taking the honey and now we're putting it into therapeutic benefits the other that very high grade you want to get the higher the number the better for wound healing absolutely remarkable the work that has now been done on ulcerations on the legs particularly for type 2 diabetics is beyond extraordinary it's just fantastic as well as working with the manuka and getting about 100 plus for asthmatics as well as people who suffer with bronchitis so so they'll have say weak bronchioles and that they it's regularly where they they will get bronchitis start bringing in around about 100 plus of manuka at 1 teaspoon a day now just be aware that you can go into health food stores as well as pharmacy and look at all the manuka honeys around about june and july of each year they will generally have lots of this honey that's released and then you will find it in the big wholesale supermarkets as well as chemists and health food stores you'll start seeing it actually out at 50% now the the uh, the timing here that i've noticed over the last maybe 4 years june july is the best time to buy your manuka honey now it's literally not going to go off so making sure that it's kept in a dark area dark cupboard so when you can get it at half price it's probably not a bad thing to do 
So we have our manuka honey. We now realize, and what is the difference between the manuka, the raw, and you notice I spend very little time on looking at process because I don't believe you should even touch it. Why should you when we've got some of the most wonderful apiaries out there with their honey? Please go to the apiaries and buy the honey. Go online, find an apiary and buy from the actual people who've got the hives and that they know how they're doing they know what they're doing and you have the raw honey we've got beautiful honey in this country again think about if i want a particular therapeutic benefit of a particular herb you can add it to raw honey making teas and add the honey to it but if you start thinking about now i've got a therapeutic condition it really does does need a bit of attention i need some strength i need a bit more activity i need specifics i need a very specific activity such as antimicrobial the antibacterial um anti the inflammation um antibiotic principles need wound management those sort of things then start moving over into the manuka range really when we start looking at the combinations and looking at the uh, say raw versus manuka have both of them on hand because they are both extremely exciting medicines to have in your first aid cabinet so as we close off now from here i do hope that you now again admittedly it's not a, a big um podcast that we've done here in fact you could have a podcast station just on the therapeutic benefits of honey that's all you could do week in week out week in week out you could go for years and still not cover everything that there is to cover when we deal with something along the lines as a a fantastic medicine such as honey in itself and not just the manuka it's raw honey and manuka in combination and look at all the different honeys that you've got out there that you can buy now from Apris because a lot of um people the Apris they'll bring their hives to where there's a lot of lavender growing or where there is chamomile growing or where there is rosemary growing so keep your eye on that if i can do anything in relation to a podcast for any of you in the future please don't hesitate to let me know this is and again i would like to thank my listener who has asked me to look at the subject of manuka honey specifically and the which which honey to have and what's the difference between them so hopefully this has at least in part addressed that question keep coming with lots of different um podcasts that you want me to do i've got I'm I'm getting them coming in which is great. I'm working on about 6 of them at the moment, so I'm really trying to keep them as current as as possible. Now folks, you know what the best thing to do now for us is is that uh to be able to get these podcasts out there. We want to get them out to the world and uh I also want to be able to get you telling your friends and their friends telling their friends, you know what all that is about, um through your Facebook, etc because the whole focus here and my passion is helping people to be able to have information at their disposal to be able to help people and help people and always be safe that is the main thing always consult with an holistically trained healthcare provider if ever in doubt about any condition that you're dealing with so until next time please find happiness in absolutely every moment of our 86400 seconds we have each and every day once again thank you for tuning in i really appreciate it and look forward 
to participating, answering any questions or getting out there and attempting to get some more podcasts that you want. Just let me know. Please take care. Over and out for now. The Natural Way with Sandy. Dr. Sandy Rogers bringing you Folk Medicine Revival. The Natural Way. The past guides us to well-being.